Some reminders for leftists about the constitutionality of Roe v. Wade. Stacy Fox, president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia, said this about the Alabama ban on human slaughter, and I quote her, These laws are unconstitutional and pro-life advocates don't care, end quote. It's remarkable that the Founding Fathers managed to make clear to progressives that women have a constitutional right to have their offspring oft without ever uttering a single word about it in the Constitution. Here are some quotes from liberal scholars and writers on Roe v. Wade collected by Timothy P. Carney, commentary editor at the Washington Examiner and a visiting fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. Quotes that shrieking feminists may find wholly unpalatable. So first from Lawrence Tribe, Harvard Law School professor. One of the most curious things about Roe is that, behind its own verbal smokescreen, the substantive judgment on which it rests is nowhere to be found. From Edward Lazarus, former clerk to SCOTUS Justice Harry Blackman. As a matter of constitutional interpretation and judicial method, Roe borders on the indefensible. I say this as someone utterly committed to the right to choose. Again from Edward Lazarus. What exactly is the problem with Roe? The problem, I believe, is that it has little connection to the constitutional right it purportedly interpreted, a constitutional right to privacy broad enough to include abortion has no meaningful foundation in constitutional text, history, or precedent. At least, it does not if those sources are fairly described and reasonably faithfully followed. And again from Edward Lazarus, as a matter of constitutional interpretation, even most liberal jurisprudence, if you administer truth serum, will tell you it is basically indefensible. From William Salatin, Slate Magazine writer, Blackman's Supreme Court papers vindicate every indictment of Roe, invention, overreach, arbitrariness, textual indifference. From John Hart Eli, clerk for Supreme Court Chief Justice Earl Warren, quote, Roe is not constitutional law and gives almost no sense of an obligation to try to be. What is frightening about Roe is that this super-protected right is not inferable from the language of the Constitution, the framers' thinking, respecting the specific problem in any issue, any general value derivable from the provisions they included, or the nation's governmental structure, nor is it explainable in terms of the unusual political impotence of the group judicially protected vis-a-vis the interest that legislatively prevailed over it. At times, the inferences the court has drawn from the values the Constitution marks for special protection have been controversial, even shaky, but never before has its sense of an obligation to draw one been so obviously lacking. From Benjamin Witts, Senior Fellow at the Brookings Institution, Roe is a lousy opinion that disenfranchised millions of conservatives on an issue about which they care deeply. From Richard Cohen, Washington Post columnist, the very basis of the Roe v. Wade decision, the one that grounds abortion rights in the Constitution, strikes many people now as faintly ridiculous. Whatever abortion may be, it cannot simply be a matter of privacy. As a layman, it's hard for me to raise profound constitutional objections to the decision, but it is not hard to say it confounds our common sense understanding of what privacy is. 
If a Supreme Court ruling is going to affect so many people, then it ought to rest on perfectly clear logic and up-to-date science. Roe, with its reliance on trimesters and viability, has a musty feel to it, and its argument about privacy raises more questions than it answers. Roe is a Supreme Court decision whose reasoning has not held up. It seems more fiat than argument. Still, a bad decision is a bad decision. If the best way we can say for it is that the end justifies the means, then we have not only lost the argument, but a bit of our soul as well. From Alan Dershowitz, former Harvard Law School professor. Judges have no special competence, qualifications, or mandate to decide between equally compelling moral claims as in the abortion controversy. Clear governing constitutional principles are not present. From Jeffrey Rosen, George Washington University Law School professor and former clerk to Judge Abner Mikva. In short, 30 years later, it seems increasingly clear that this pro-choice magazine was correct in 1973 when it criticized Roe on constitutional grounds. Its overturning would be the best thing that could happen to the federal judiciary, the pro-choice movement, and the moderate majority of the American people. 30 years after Roe, the finest constitutional minds in the country still have not been able to produce a constitutional justification for striking down restrictions on early-term abortions that is substantially more convincing than Justice Harry Blackmun's famously artless opinion itself. As a result, the pro-choice majority asks nominees to swear allegiance to the decision without being able to identify an intelligible principle to support it. From Michael Kinsley, attorney and political journalist, liberal judicial activism peaked with Roe v. Wade, the 1973 abortion decision. Although I am pro-choice, I was taught in law school and still believe that Roe v. Wade is a muddle of bad reasoning and an authentic example of judicial overreaching. From Kermit Roosevelt, University of Pennsylvania Law School professor, it is time to admit in public that, as an example of the practice of constitutional opinion writing, Roe is a serious disappointment. You will be hard-pressed to find a constitutional law professor, even among those who support the idea of constitutional protection for the right to choose, who will embrace the opinion itself rather than the result. This is not surprising. As a constitutional argument, Roe is barely coherent. The court pulled its fundamental right to choose more or less from the constitutional ether. It supported that right via a lengthy but purposeless cross-cultural historical review of abortion restrictions and a tidy but irrelevant refutation of the straw man argument that a fetus is a constitutional person entitled to the protection of the 14th Amendment. By declaring an inviolable fundamental right to abortion, Roe short-circuited the democratic deliberation that is the most reliable method of deciding questions of competing values. From Archibald Cox, John F. Kennedy's Solicitor General and former Harvard Law School professor, the failure to confront the issue in principled terms leaves the opinion to read like a set of hospital rules and regulations. Neither historian, nor layman, nor lawyer will be persuaded that all the prescriptions of Justice Blackman are part of the Constitution. End quote. 
Roe v. Wade is the SCOTUS decision that progressives argue absolute fidelity to precedent demands justices uphold. If they think lousy, indefensible, barely coherent, unintelligible, a-constitutional non-reasoning must be honored in slavish service to the political end of allowing feticide, I hate to imagine what they would have thought about revisiting Dred Scott.